Welcome to Smart Branding, a podcast dedicated to branding, naming, and domain names. I'm Tatiana Bono, and with my guests, we try to help you create and grow strong, memorable, and meaningful brands online. I believe time is one of our most precious assets, and so I want to thank you in advance if you decide to spend the next 30 minutes with us. I promise to do my best to make those worth it. Let's go. So today, my guest is Cassie Watts. She is a true adventurer. She sold her family house and took her children on seven months traveling adventure. As a family, they practice home education and flexi schooling. And she is also helping entrepreneurs that are kind of um, well lost in in their in their uh, space. And we'll talk about that today. So thank you for joining us, Cassie. Lovely to have you here. Thanks, Daddy. So let's start with a bit of a background. Yeah, we've started with the you know adventurous story. Tell me more about that, more about that, and and how you got to that idea of like selling your house and you know going off. So, um, you know, when you're kind of first invited to start looking at what you really want. I mean, as an entrepreneur, you have to do that. Um, mm. You you don't have the drive and the the vigor to keep going. And so, um, I first created my vision board about six years ago and uh, when I was 18 we um my mum and stepdad took us to America in an RV and we drove around for six weeks and Mm. I remember thinking about that and how free it felt and Mm. I love that feeling and so of course on my vision board in fact I have a picture right here they can't see it but you can um Mm. it's a picture of oh very cool um, in the states and I thought oh okay that would be really cool so I have four kids and uh, aged between 14 and nine and um and so they're old enough to for it not to be overly stressful with mm. kind of, you know, kid management <laughs> um and for them to remember it too so I remember on my first vision board I put pictures of RVs and, and beautiful places in the world and then um in December 2021 we decided that was the time actually it was in September somebody actually contacted us and said hey uh, if you ever want to buy your house we'd love to buy it and mm. we actually tried to buy it before you guys bought it but you beat us to <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, and so we were like, hmm, okay, we, we think that we're ready to leave. And so it happened really quickly. They didn't actually end up buying the house. Somebody oh my God. Again. <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> poor people. They must be like, ah. Oh. I know, I know. So they, um, yeah, that fell through. Spend. But anyway, we it was really quick. We moved out just two months later and we. I had an open house. I put it on Facebook, of course, and just said, hey, we're selling everything. Come and buy, basically. And so we kept, you know, like Christmas things, sentimental things, mm. everything else basically. Went. Um, and we put that in a storage container, things that we really didn't want to get rid of in a storage container. We lived, um, we house sat for a couple of months in Kent. Um, and then we decided it was time to go abroad. So we went to Costa Rica, Mexico, and then we came back and got our car and we drove around Europe for a couple nice. of months. And then we came back. The children are now in school. We relocated as well. And we, we'd never actually been to the part of the country that we've relocated to. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, we moved here for a school and and I felt like this while we were away and while we were making the plans of going, I began 
it was like I had this awakening, like my eyes opened to actually the possibility of how we could live. And mm. I ha- I'd had it on my vision board, but I don't think I'd ever really allowed it to, mm. to actually be real for me. And so when we sold the house, we, we realised, oh, we could make this happen. So mm. we could just go ahead and just buy another house, or which is probably the sensible idea, or <laughs> we, can, we can bring this vision board that we've had to reality, to fruition. And we did it. <laughs> and, and even sometimes now we look back at the pictures, you know, we reminisce about while we were away. And sometimes even now it doesn't feel real that we got to. <laughs> so, yeah, there, it it just all kind of happened. It, I think it's really cool. And it's really uh, not just for obviously the, the experience is unforgettable. And I've, I've been traveling like ever since I was you know considered an adult like I, I, I couldn't stay in one place and I had four kids too so a lot oh, like yeah. I, I know yeah um, and we've been moving like I actually didn't even wait for them to get to that age <laughs> because I, like I was I mean one of my last no no not last moves but craziest moves let's say was when I was still pregnant in the last months with my youngest one she's now seven and since she's born, we've changed um, one, two, three places already. And okay, we actually, okay. so yeah, that was all to say that I, I think it's very, there's something really um, empowering in a way. And it's not just the move and the the, the travel and the, the memories that you make, which obviously is, is you know, like changes your life and stays with you forever and for your kids as well but like you just said it makes you realize like hold on a minute i can do what i thought is just you know some vision and some dream and that in a way um i think it unlocks your potential for a lot of other things in the future that you think is just you know impossible and you're just like you know dreaming about it yeah because you begin to see through a different lens um, mm. it's most of us grow up with a portion of us seeing life through a lens of fear and of lack and um and that you know self-sabotage and procrastination mm. and poster syndrome and all of those things that particularly entrepreneurs and business owners might feel but when you are able to actually see through truth and through like just absolute adventure and hope mm. it, it your eyes are just completely opened up and while we're away, um, we both made a conscious decision, even though I, I work remotely. So technically I could have worked, but um, we both me and my husband made a conscious decision that we weren't going to work for that whole mm. time. And that really, for me, was what I saw was possible, that if we can build a business and have these opportunities, not just with our children, but for ourselves, then actually anything is possible. Mm. Um, and it and and for me the change has been moving from a feeling of lack and and fear of what if what if what if better make the comfortable smaller decision that mm. feels safer than actually want to know less actually mm. live for adventure and what the hell <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I want to go into talking about how you help entrepreneurs and that self sabotaging and self doubt it's something that is really really common in the entrepreneur. Uh, world. Just before that, one question 
I just cannot help myself because like I get that question often as well. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people, when especially when they have kids, you know, we get stuck with the, the job, the house, the, you know, everything that I know around and kids then on top of that. And people are like, oh, I cannot travel. You know, I cannot move. What about the kids? What was your experience with your kids? How did they take that? Okay. So I will not, I will be really honest. Some days were really hard because, so we've, we've been married for 15 years. My son is 14 and we've moved not including the traveling, we've moved 16 times. Hmm. And so even without traveling, they have they have grown accustomed to having to just jump into situations and experiences and meet new people. But doing it like with traveling, where we're moving every couple of days, that's a whole new experience. And when hmm. you watch your children go into new situations with absolute strangers and strike up a conversation with somebody who doesn't even speak their language, but they they do it in body language and sign mm. and all different things, you realise that that is an incredible life skill. And mm. it, there are some days when it was hard. And um, there was somewhere where we stayed in Costa Rica where we all stayed in the same room. We just had a room and a bathroom and our kitchen was outside. And mm. we were that place for 10 days and you're on top of each other and it's hard and they don't have any English speaking friends around and they didn't speak Spanish and it was hard but then you watch them notice new things and there was one day we had sloths right outside of the room that we were staying in there was a mama and a baby sloth and they were there the whole time and they would just sit and watch them for hours and they would play in the pool together and invent these new games and use their imagination in ways that they wouldn't. Mm. They weren't in that situation. And honestly, just just watching them grow in their discomfort is all, it's just all worth it. When you see them Mm. expand their genius and their imagination and their coping skills and all of those things, they become so adaptable. I say to everybody, just do it. Just absolutely. Even if you can't sell everything and go, get out into new places and new situations because watching your children develop those skills is just really incredible Mm. to watch and really rewarding. So just do it. Absolutely. (laughs) No, absolutely agree with you. Absolutely agree with you. And uh, like even before we we moved to France was the last move, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, they don't know the language. How are they going to learn the language? Even like. I had friends who were in France who tell me, worry about yourself. Like, don't worry about the kids, no, worry about yourself. Fine. Fine. And it's absolutely the case. They not only learn the language and they're like all like good at school, they're now correcting me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. While we were out there, we went to this, uh, we, we just went to a, it's like a waterfall with a beach at the bottom. And I kind of gravitated towards the English speaking people from mm. the States who were over. And I watched one of my daughters, who um, was eight at the time, became friends with a Costa Rican girl. They played all day without speaking each other's language. Mm. They played together all day and they found some words that they were able to communicate with. But I I was too scared to do that. But Mm. I watched her do that. And it was like, that advice is so true. Don't worry about them in that. Don't Mm. put your your anxiety and your fear Mm. on allow them the space and they will absolutely feel it yeah. great advice from whoever told you that 
<laughs> I don't even remember who it was, to be honest. <laughs> Somebody said that and it's true. <laughs> so let's get to entrepreneurs then. Now no, we've spoken about children. I think we can learn a lot from children on many, yeah. many levels. But yeah, so it, it's really, I think because deep inside we're all kids ourselves and we, we just like pile up stuff on top of it and then we're trying to dig it out. Somewhere yeah. after 30, I think we get to that. <laughs> yeah, great. Time to sort myself out. Yeah. <laughs> so talk to me about that. How, I mean, how did you first come up with the idea, okay, I can help entrepreneurs and what do you help with? So it's actually pointing at what you just said that we're, we're, you think that maybe we're all kids in adult bodies. Um, that is actually exactly what I do is that I help entrepreneurs learn when their inner child is showing up in their business. So mm. when we have stuff that has happened in our past that's left un healed that's kind of swept under the rug or just ignore it or push it down push it down push it down mm. actually it's showing up in your life in ways that you can't control it's showing up in your business in your relationships with yourself and with other people and particularly with entrepreneurs that um that feeling that you get when you're about to make that next big leap and it's like who the hell do you think you are hell no mm. that was maybe like a school teacher's voice or a bully at school, or a parent who had their own stuff going on, or a sibling mm. on a bad day, or some bitchy girl at school. And and so that that wound is left unhealed. We just push it down, push it down, and then it resurfaces in your business. And so um, I just kind of fell into this, to be honest. I, would, I was actually teaching people how to um, live a healthier lifestyle, and people started asking me for more emotional advice. And in the end, I was giving more free advice about that than I was much. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, this balance isn't really working. And so I practiced something called rapid transformational therapy. And it basically really quickly gets to the root cause of mm. what you've got, like, all of these voices telling you you can't or you're sabotaging yourself or you're procrastinating. You know, how many entrepreneurs spend all day on the tasks that are minuscule and meaningless, like organizing their notebooks or mm. rolling through Instagram instead of the actionable um, parts of your business that are actually going to bring you income in. And it's such a huge thing with entrepreneurs. And so um, as an entrepreneur, I, I massively recognize it. And so I trained in rapid transformational therapy and I'm an intentional living coach, a mindful living coach to help people be intentional in their business, be intentional mm. um, in their own relationship with themselves, heal the crap from your past and it will stop showing up in your business, it will stop showing mm. up every day. Yeah, that's, that absolutely makes sense. And I think that will speak to, to a, lot of, a lot of people from our audience. How do you, like... I guess, and that's a question I ask often in different areas of um, speciality that people have, but because like in my case, when I talk to people about their naming and branding problems, the hardest thing is to get people to realize they have a problem. Mm. So in, in, in your case, because once, once we're all on the same page, like, okay, there's a problem, then it's a lot easier to to start looking for solutions and implementing those. Um, but yeah, so in, in, in your case, like how... 
do, do you feel it's people know when they have those issues, when they're self-sabotaging themselves or when they're procrastinating? Or if not, how can one kind of realize that's happening in order to seek help? Okay, so I find in my experience that people know that something is not right because they're living in this um, state of frustration, resentment, low self-confidence. They know that they're on the precipice of something, but they don't know what it is. And so, um, and they, they often don't know how run how deep that runs. Um, and so what I would just say, if you're, if you're right at the beginning of that, you, you can feel that there's this frustration with inside of you and there's not like a balance and a peace within, within you. Um, I would say the first step is being willing to notice, being mm. willing to think, okay, perhaps I, I'm all of these things that I feel perhaps aren't truth. Maybe all of the things that I've been thinking aren't actually true. And um, being willing is for me the first step because before you can notice, like you say, you have, before you know that there is something wrong, you have to be willing to think actually maybe everything that I've believed about myself and my place in entrepreneurship and in the business world, maybe that is not actually built on a foundation foundation of actual truth of who I am and what I can offer mm. and being willing to see hmm, actually maybe my parents didn't get it quite right how I need it or maybe I haven't got it quite right mm. and so that's the first step for me is somebody being able to say yeah okay actually let's have a conversation about this mm -hmm. and how does the process go then like I mean obviously I'm, I'm sure like we won't go in too much detail but generally what what can people expect when they reach out so the process is um having that first conversation of okay where are you now what are you experiencing now a big one is what thoughts do you have and what do you what are some words that you say to yourself about yourself and a lot yeah. of people are really unkind about themselves mm. um, so the first thing is let's have a conversation. Where are you now? What are you feeling? What are you experiencing in your business? And then what is your absolute ideal of where you want to be and how you want to feel? Mm. And then how do we get you there? So that's like in the coaching sessions, the day-to-day -day of what can we change? What can we tweak? What can we implement? What toolkit can we give you? And then in the rapid transformational therapy sessions, that is... That's like the deep state work where we get really quickly to those root experiences. And, you know, people can feel really scared about that because everybody has stuff. Everybody has stuff that is painful. Um, and so some people don't want to open that up. But it's and I always like reassure them and promise them it's so much harder for you to live unconsciously with this stuff where it shows up in your business and in your life where you can't control it. Mm. Rather rather than dealing with it it's like I say this all the time it's like broken glass if you don't acknowledge it and sweep it up you will come back and tread on it later mm. and so if you if you're willing to open that up really look at it and evaluate it and it's honestly it's really quick it's really really quick people are surprised I don't do months and months and months of therapy it's usually done in one session oh. and then we coach them and, and support them afterwards through that um, but when you're willing to look at that and evaluate it oh my gosh it's so much easier to deal with that than to keep suppressing it and having to put out the fires of what it brings up mm, yeah well like you, like you say you, you're kind of in control then 
even yeah. if it is something that that you you were scared of it, it like the fact that you're not looking at it doesn't change the fact that it's there no exactly and it's so liberating and I've been I've been told that that word I use that word a lot liberating and I've been told that that's quite a politically um triggering word for some people oh is it now <laughs> yeah apparently because because it it um it can bring feelings of okay well that means that there's a fight and a bit of a war and I feel like it is I feel mm. like well, when you're dealing with your past that is there is a lot that people have been through and it is a fight it is a fight to say no I'm I'm not living with that person's stuff anymore that was never mm. my memory I was two years old when that happened I shouldn't have had to carry that for the last 30 plus years and it is mm. a, it doesn't always you know, it doesn't happen overnight. It's a lot to change our habits. That's why people make New Year's resolutions and by mm. the January, they're back to feeling crap about themselves again. Yep. It is a fight. And I will continue to use the word liberating because when you are on the other side of that, it is damn liberating because you know you did the work to get there. Mm. Absolutely. I get a bit passionate about that. No, it's good. <laughs> well, I mean, you wouldn't be doing it if you weren't or you wouldn't be doing it well. <laughs> And you said uh, the, uh, like that specific, um, like facing your, your fears, your problems, your uh, past can happen in one session. How does like the whole, how long typically does the whole process take or, the, or is it individual, like your coaching programs? So I, um, do you mean the one session or do you mean the whole program start to finish? The whole program. Yeah. Okay. So I am a really big, I do a 90 day program. Um, where it's just one-on-one I don't do group programs I feel like when we when we're doing this deep work everybody deserves to be heard and felt and seen in their absolute uniqueness Mm. comes up and so um, I used to work with people for just 28 days but I feel like that's not quite enough for them Mm. to have the real change in their business and their real change within themselves. And so I feel like 90 days is a great time for support and change to be instilled. Um, So research showed that it takes 21 days for you to form a habit, but newer research, we love some newer (laughs) research, has shown it's actually more closer to 60 days for people Mm. to be really instilled and change those parts of the brain that need to change and um so that's where I decided 90 days um mm. I two therapy sessions within that and seven coaching sessions and all, all throughout I, my clients have me on whatsapp um and I often send them you know pep talk um some let's have a little bit of you said you're going to do this and I, now I'm going to make mm. sure on that <laughs> um, a bit of accountability and I, I I I think people deserve I think people deserve to know how excellent they are and I I really believe that every individual brings something to their business to their relationships to their community to their colleagues to their family to their friends to every part of them every dimension of them everybody has something intricately unique and I don't think that everybody knows that and mm. so in that's why I extended it to 90 days because that's sometimes the time that it takes for people to go, oh, I get it. I get that I've been living with somebody else's trauma, somebody else's low self-esteem, somebody else's garbage. Now I don't have to. Now I can live in this intentional, adventurous, 
fun, incredible way. And I can channel that through my business, through entrepreneurship, through my relationships. Mm. And I can live in this liberated and limitless way. And Mm. it takes a while sometimes for that to not just change on the surface, for it to Mm. change the parts of the brain that run your unconscious behaviour and habits and thought process. I think it's quite interesting that you you kind of, because effectively what you're doing, it didn't have to be um, connected to entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship and business. But I love the way it is because a lot of people I feel um, find work and their business and their career as a way to effectively hide themselves. Mm. Like, yeah, you know, I have my stuff like my issues, my whatever. It doesn't matter. Look at how good I am at my job. And I'm just going to bury myself in work and work and work. And what you're saying is effectively, well, it does, it is still there and it does actually affect your work. Yeah. And it actually doesn't, um, it actually affects your work more than you could ever actually imagine that it affects your work. Mm. Your work is not as um, incredible as it could be because there's all of this other stuff going on. And and actually what people do is they use, they can use their business as a numbing tool. So mm. if they have other issues going on in their other life, their personal mm-hmm. life, they use their work to say, like you just said, yeah, well, okay, but look how much money I'm bringing in. Look how many mm. people are reaching. And so they use it to numb out. They use it to... Um, as a tool, I mean, we numb out in loads of different ways, scrolling through social media, pornography, alcohol, food, mm. like all of those things we can use as a numbing tool. But when you're using your business as that, you're really missing out because you're missing the key ingredient, which is you. Mm. And when you can step into you and accept all, all that you are, you find your people and you find your tribe and then your business can explode. Mm. You're finally bringing into your business what nobody else can replicate. Mm. You, so you can franchise your business, you can do whatever you like. But if you are not uniquely bringing yourself your 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 unlimited version of you, mm. then that part of your life is missing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think the the problem with me that's more because there yeah, you have all of those um, ways in which you can sort of a try and and yeah numb yourself most of them at some stage are seen as negative and so it can be like a red flag but work when when it's work and when it's career you can actually fool yourself and 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 just like you know not even see it as a problem yeah there's there's so many ways that we can use our own business as Mm. escape and as this justification almost um yeah Kevin Hart, the comedian, has a great book called um, Monsters and How to Tame Them. And he talks Mm. about how he noticed things within himself that he calls monsters and how he began to recognise them and how they play out in his life and how he tames them and how how he deals with them. And one of them is the not me monster. And Mm. he just gives some great examples. And I think entrepreneurs really um, have this particularly because it's so easy for us to say oh no I don't have that because look at this in my business this is fine Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't experience that I don't have that but actually when you're really this is why being willing to see is the absolute first step and is so important because then you then then you're willing to see oh actually maybe that does affect my place as an entrepreneur and it does affect how I'm showing up in my business and obviously then all throughout my 
relationships but mm. the not me monster is just it's a real passive I think not being able cool. to recognize. Yeah, I think yeah. So if every everybody can take that as a as a one, if it's one thing you take away from from this podcast, that like be willing to to look at things and see and be honest with yourself, that would be yeah. really a great achievement. Um, last question: What's next? What's new and exciting? We're at the beginning of the year, so what what are you up to this year? So this year is very exciting because we've we've been back for a couple of months, we've relocated and I'm meeting a lot of new people and where I am, uh, we're not too far from the beach and I love retreats. So I feel like this year I would really like to put on a retreat and I've just started the 90 day uh, program working with people and speaking in more places so in June this year I'm going to be speaking at the big retreat festival in um, South Wales which I'm very very excited about because I feel that and I don't know if you feel the same I feel like inherently we are tribal people even if you're an introvert we need mm. the, we need unconditional love we need to know that we belong to people. And I love, I work only online, but I love being in the room with people. I love sitting here yeah. talking to you, even like we're on Zoom. I love being with people. And I am an introvert and an extrovert. Um, and so this year, I'm really excited to expand my community. I've just actually opened a free tribe. It's called The Tribe just easy and simple for my clients because I really believe that people need somewhere to go that is past just the therapy and the coaching I feel like we need family we need we need mm. people connection and so I'm really excited I feel like 2023 is going to be a great year for me to um, extend and welcome more people into my family my tribe my people and um, and I hope that whoever listens to this, you find your people too who can unconditionally allow you to be you, which will expand your business um, and and bring all of those things on your vision board to fruition. Unapologetic. That's the word that was uh, like a couple of phrases, uh, sentences earlier. You were looking for a word, and that's the one that that came to my mind. And you said another another one. I was like, yeah, that, that works. Uh, the way you said it. <laughs> Yeah, unapologetically. There you go. Yeah, very cool. Be able to accept ourselves and see ourselves, and not be embarrassed or ashamed or feel guilty about showing up. Mm, Definitely. Yeah, that's a great message. And um, I completely. I think actually, the people that are like not social, I think it's just the. They're not social because they haven't found the right people. Yes. They probably like have higher standards, if you like. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, I, think, yeah. I, think, I think they have this internal gauge that they're really good at listening to about what feels comfortable and what doesn't. They don't feel the need mm. to gaze and to put themselves in situations where their sense of self is saying, "Hey, this doesn't feel comfortable," and so they just they just mm. like have that boundary. And I think that's great. But you're right. Like, find your people, find your tribe, and then. And then you feel safe within that. Wonderful. I love that. Well, thank you, Cassie. It's been an absolute pleasure. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Smart Branding Podcast. Feel free to visit smartbranding.com for more information and reach out if you have any suggestions, questions, ideas, or just want to learn more about how a good domain name strategy can help you build a strong and successful brand. See you next time.